Amen. Thank you again, ladies, choir, Billy, for leading. It's very beautiful. We appreciate it. Today is our Lord's Supper Day, and we're preparing for that. Our text today will be in John chapter 13. John 13. And I thought with uh, Jane's permission, or I really don't even need her permission at this point, uh, I thought I would just show you just a few slides from the trip. So here we go. I've, uh, well, yes, we'll start with that. Thank you, uh, Maestro. I'm depending on you throughout this thing, you know. Right. So uh, we, got, we got to go to Canada and also into uh, the northern part of uh, New York. That's the country part, uh, Adirondack Mountains. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But I thought I'd show you, first of all, a few pictures. This is in, uh, there we go. This is in Montreal. And... Uh, in Montreal, we visited the, uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral. You said, well, I thought that was in Paris. Well, actually, there is one in Montreal. It's a large Catholic population there. So a long time ago, they built this, isn't it beautiful, beautiful <laughs> cathedral. And uh, if you notice over to the side, their pulpit, their pulpit area is spiraling, goes way high up there. And so that, I had a lot of interest in that. So... Uh, here's a picture, and it had a it had a thing you could not go up there. It had a little whatever, and so. But here's a picture. <laughs> That's me up there. See, <laughs> I went ahead, crawled under the rope, went on up, started preaching. There were several people there, you know, watching, looking around. Started preaching. Uh, and that's the next is the Knights Templar came and arrested me and carried me out. So I didn't get to stay very long. But uh, anyway, on to Niagara Falls. She showed you the grand picture there. Uh, but I thought I would show you another picture. Uh, the, the day after, I went back. Jane, Jane was actually taking a nap. I went back to the Niagara Falls. And, uh, and so here, here you see it. There's, there's, of course, the picture again. And... Uh, if you look real up in the, way on up there, on top of the falls, you'll see a barrel. <laughs> and somebody told me that you could ride the falls. You could ride in a barrel. And so I did and went off down the falls. And, uh, hey, I'm here. <laughs> so, you know, God looks after fools and preachers. That's the way it is. And then the next one, yep, there it is. This, this is, uh, that's up in those mountains, the Adirondack Mountain. Hardly anybody up there. Hardly anything in there. Miles and miles, 50, 100 miles you can ride. You can't, you won't hardly see a, a place to eat. Like, where are you going to eat? We were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We were scrounging around. Finally, a place was open on Tuesdays. Just on Tuesday, for whatever reason. And so we were anxious to get there. Now, folks, we had eaten all over these, you know, the Montreal and Niagara and all those places. And we couldn't find anything native to the place, like French food, couldn't find any. Uh, couldn't find any Niagara food, whatever that is. <laughs> and, and, you know, we just eat. And so we've been eating, you know, like spaghetti and pizzas and things all week long. So we come up to this place. Here it is. You see there's a restaurant. It's called The Inn. It's the only one, I think, in the whole place. And 
we get there and we see on the, on the marquee as we walk in, Italian food night. <laughs> so we had Italian food again. Uh, and this right here is us getting on the plane and coming on back home. So, so there you go. I just wanted to share that with you because some of you have been wondering where we're at. John chapter 13. And the title of the message is, Where Am I? Where am I? And so, let's look at this passage. This is a great passage. This is before, this is in the upper room in the book of John from chapter 13 on. It's all about the last days of Jesus. And here in the upper room is this event of the washing of the feet of the disciples by Jesus. And it says it was just before the Passover feast there in Jerusalem. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Now that's, a, that's powerful. The love of Christ. And here's the full extent. He's, he's going to show them something here. The evening meal was being served. The devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing. He wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, he said, unless I wash you, you have no part of me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus said, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He said, do you understand what I've done for you? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill Scripture. He who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. I'm telling you now before it happens that when it happens, you will believe that I am he. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, 
one of you is going to betray me. And his disciples stared at each other at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining in a seat next to him. And Simon Peter motioned to the disciples said, ask him what he means. And leaning back against Jesus, he said, Lord, who is it? And Jesus said, it is the one whom I will give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. And as soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What are you about to do? Do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to them. Since Judas was in charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. This had been a week, a very packed week. Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead just outside Jerusalem in Bethany. And his name, the renown, had just spread all over Jerusalem. He is to the point that it it really spread fear. You know, there's usually only two responses to Jesus. One is faith. And one is fear. And among the leaders of the Jews, there were many who were greatly afraid of Jesus. Political and religious folk. And they began to plot. And they even plotted to kill Lazarus. He was evidence, you see, of of him raising him from the grave. And they were plotting to kill Jesus. The disciples knew this. Now they've come into Jerusalem. It was a great day coming in. You know, every dog has his day, but it was just a day. And the plottings were going on, and there was fear among the disciples. There was a lot of stress. They didn't know what in the world was going on. Jesus knew exactly what was happening. He had the cross clearly in his focus. But they were just wondering. And they were tired. They were stressed out. They were arguing. There was debates among them. Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to get to sit next to Jesus, his right hand, his left hand? Who's going to be there? And so Jesus begins to teach them, and he does so when he gets into the room. What normally would take place when you come into a room would be a basin of water and perhaps a slave or a servant, someone who might wash your feet. Now, foot washing was, was a big deal at mealtime because most of the people, many of them, walked barefooted and some of them had sandals on and their feet were real dirty. Some of you haven't had your feet real dirty since you were a kid. But you remember getting real dirty with your feet? If you lived down in South Carolina, the dirt would be real red and dusty. And kids would play most of the summer barefooted. And what happens to your feet when you play barefooted? It gets beat up. You, how many of you have ever stubbed a toe? Why, sure. Well, that happens over and over again. And so here comes these disciples with their dirty, sore, in some cases perhaps bloody feet. Nobody's washing anybody's feet that day. 
They all sat down to dinner. Actually, they reclined to dinner. When you recline, you know, you're not only laying down next to a little table, you're also laying down next to somebody's stinking feet. And Jesus performs for them the most menial task that you could think of. You know, if somebody in your family is sick and you love them, you will perform the most menial task in their behalf. It says Jesus loved them. And to show them the full extent of his love, he began, he took the towel, wrapped it around his waist, had a basin of water, and perhaps another towel, or used that towel. And he went from one disciple to the other, using his hands in the water, bathing and soothing their sore feet getting ready for a meal. They're like, oh my goodness. We are in it now. We are in trouble. The teacher, the master, the one we understand as our Lord, he's washing my stinking feet. You know, many of us as we get along in life, guys, our our feet don't look that good, even clean. And so Jesus is washing their feet and performing this act of love. This was, this had to feel good in a sense, but it wasn't a feel good experience for Jesus. It was a teaching experience. He was doing something. It was messy, stinky work. Not according to his rights. He had every right to just simply give the task to somebody. And you can rest assured whoever got that job would sure be complaining that he got picked for that task. It's a picture of mercy, of grace, of a true-hearted faithfulness. Jesus had already told them early in the ministry, he said, I did not come to be ministered unto, but to minister. I did not come to... Be served, but to serve. And so, and so here's this act of his love for them. And you know, his little group was small. There were only 12 of them. There were other followers. They think maybe there might have been, in an extended way, maybe 150 people. There were some other folks But here was his group. Here was a community. You know, to live together in a community, in a group, requires a lot of grace. It requires a lot of love and a lot of determination. And so, who was at the table? Well, there was one there who was going to betray him. Judas. He went up to Judas. To Judas. And he took his feet and he washed Judas' feet. This man was ready to run. He was ready to go and receive money to betray Jesus into the hands of 
in a secret arrest at night into the hands of the priest of the, the priest's soldiers. How many of us will serve others? How many of us will serve someone who we know is against us? That's the way Jesus was. That's the way he taught too. He said, he said in chapter 13, he's in another place, he said, this is a mark of my disciples that they love one another. They didn't know he was a betrayer, but Jesus knew. There was one at the table who would deny him. Peter, the pick of the litter perhaps, the one most we know the most about. The one who would speak up. The one who was out there. And, and Jesus would tell him later, he said, you, will, you before the cock crows three times, you will deny me that you even know me. It's astonishing. Jesus is washed in his feet. It's astonishing that the more men hurt, and women, the more Jesus loves them. These are really two hurting souls right here. Amidst the others who also were hurting. Jesus will love you even more when you're hurting. All around that table was the rest of them, except for one of them, the rest of them would abandon him on that night that he was betrayed. And they would run and hide. And he loved them unconditionally. They, they were not having to build themselves up or do things in order to improve their situation with Jesus and to earn his love in any way. It was unconditional. They, he loved them regardless he loved them warts and all. Some of them probably had warts on their feet. Some of you got that picture in your mind. That's all you're going to remember, this message. There were cowards in that group. There were coarse. There were dullards. There were some leaders. There were followers who served in the background. There were doubters there. And Jesus has hosted them for a meal. And he died for them. In Romans it says, God shows his love toward us in that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we're sinners. So he's checking their feet. I've sold shoes, so I've... This is back in the day when you had to put the shoes on the people, you know. You didn't just let them run among all the shoes and tear things out of the wall. You, had, you went and got it for them. And you took their shoe off. You measured their foot. You kind of sized up the situation. Some people have corns and calluses and things that misshape their feet. 
Some of them will come in and say, you know, my feet hurt. Now, you know, when they said that, I felt bad for them. But I also, I was a salesman. I saw it as an opportunity. You know, if your feet hurt, you hurt all over. They said, you sure do. And so Jesus is checking out their feet. These are the feet of the men who are going to be leading out and spreading the gospel of Jesus' name throughout all the world. And they didn't have ponies to ride or anything to ride. The way you went about the world in those days was you walked. So here's Jesus just hours before His crucifixion holding these men by the feet. He's checking their feet. He's seeing in them what they're made of. And He's washing them. And He says, if you don't let me wash your feet, you've got nothing to do with me. In other words, you've got to be in this thing. Some of you may think you're too proud or you, you just don't think you need to go through this process or, you know, like baptism. It's important to go through. It's, it's sort of the entryway into the church family. And so Jesus is saying, you've got to wash your feet. I'm here to wash your feet. Let me do this for you. Some of us are at a place where we say, I hurt today. I'm hurting. Well, in a moment, we're going to be taking the Lord's Supper. And we're going to be distributing in Christ's behalf, in Christ's name, the two elements of the bread and the cup. And we will be participating in taking that. I'm telling you, He is the God of the hurting. He is the God of the hurting. Some of us are saying, you know, I'm at a place in my life, I need to take a major step forward. I need need to take a step forward in my Christian walk. I want to grow. I I want to be for Jesus. I want to serve Him. I'm at a place right now. I want my walk to be right. Well, Jesus is looking at your feet. And He's going to see how determined you are. He's going to see if you're willing. And so we yield to the Savior who washes those feet, those steps we're going to take. Some of us might say, I really am dirty. You know, you don't even know, Jesus, what I stepped into just outside the door. Somebody's dog was there. I'm too dirty and smelly. This is not right. Jesus said, put your feet down in this bowl. Some of us feel like we're too we're too dirty. We examine our life and we see we're really lacking. I heard yesterday somebody say, you know, the closer you get to Jesus, sometimes the more unworthy you feel. So in some ways, take that as a, take that as a word from the Lord. 
We need to repent, don't we? We need to clean our life up. We sure do. I need a scrubbing from you, Jesus. I need to be really clean. Or I'm busy. I'm busy, Lord. I need to get my feet right. Or I'm sick. I'm sick. I might be sick physically. Lord, I'm hurting. I'm sick. I need you. Aren't you glad that Jesus loved the sick? And he put his hands on them. His heart would be with them. I'm battling my body's sickness. I may be sick to death. I've got a hard path to walk. Put your feet here. Let the Lord wash your feet. I'm sick at heart. I'm sick in my soul. Please, Lord, soothe my aching feet. Or I'm afraid. I'm worried. Deep down, there's something in me that's worrying me. And I'm afraid. You know, that's the bad part about worry is the fear that's in it. The fear that gets connected to it. I've got to walk this path and I'm worried about this path. Put your feet down here in this bowl. And let Jesus touch your feet and wash your feet. And soothe your feet. We're going to be taking the Lord's Supper and every Christian is invited to participate. Here's a little song. Some of you know this song by Casting Crowns called Who Am I? That the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name, would care to feel my hurt. Who am I? That the bright and morning star would choose to light the way for my ever-wandering heart. Who am I? That the eyes that see my sin would look on me with love and watch me rise again. Who am I? That the voice that calmed the sea would call out through the rain and calm of the storm in me. Father, we thank you now to be able to take this Lord's Supper. And there at the end of that time of eating and sharing, as the disciples gathered, Jesus began to break the bread and pass the cup. Lord, where are we right now? Well, one place we are is we are in the focus of the love of God, the love of Christ, the love from heaven, wherever we are and whoever we are. And so today, God, let us respond to your love. If need be, we need to repent. Lord, let it be. Or if it be, Lord, that we need to have faith. And Lord, face what's coming ahead. Let it be. Let us take what you're giving us. And take it with hope. Let it bring healing to our sore hearts that are beat up. Lord, let it be in us a healing stream as we sing about the blood of Jesus. A healing stream in our sick hearts, sin-sick souls.
In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward. And as they come, we'll prepare ourselves for the Lord's Supper. You are invited to participate as a Christian today. And so...